gentlemen welcome to the podcast the fantasy footballers dfs podcast of course i am your host mike the fantasy hitman right thank you so much for joining us joined by my fantastic cohorts of sorts mr chris meany how you doing today buddy i'm doing great yes uh, you know it's a little sad that it is winding down this is the last the last show slate, of the year so. Yeah, it's, you know, a little bit bummed about that, but, I mean, what a weekend. This is the Final Four, you know, I think a lot of people wanted a rematch, you know, KC, New England, 83 combined points, and then over on the other side of things, a rematch between the Saints and the Rams combined 80 points, and potentially a rematch of a game that we saw over 100 points in earlier in the year between the Rams and the Chiefs, so lots of scoring to be had this weekend, I think. We're joined once again, Ooh. once again, look, he, he did all right last week, and Ben... Still unavailable, so we said, Mr. Joe Holka, why don't you come back? Bring bring the thunder again. What's up, Joe? Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me back for sure. After uh, the division round, definitely uh, looking forward to moving forward to, to a couple of really nice games, uh, some high offense uh, teams that we can definitely target. It's going to be a really fun week of football for sure. Joe, before we move into the games, I got to say I, I'm very disappointed because if you check the tape, of last week's episode, I was trying my best to talk everyone into C.J. Anderson. <laughs> as, <laughs> yes, as, I mean, it was so clear of what was going to happen. So you, you led me astray on, on Anderson. What happened there? Man, I, I honestly, uh, I, I'm going to have to go back and check the tape there. I am busting your chop. There's no way I was advising C.G. Anderson. It no, made no, no, no. sense. We, we we joked at the price, and we said he's been really good lately, and he maybe Apparently he was undervalued. And that was it. Yeah. You yeah. probably wouldn't be doing this podcast if that happened, because you'd have all the money already. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. All right, well, let's get into it. Rams, Saints. We got the Saints three-and-a-half-point favorites at home, a 57-point over-under. Both of these games have super juicy, super juicy over-unders. No shortage of points expected by the Sharks in Las Vegas. Let's start on the Los Angeles Rams side. Chris Meany, how are you handling the quarterbacks from this game? Uh, yeah, you're you're right about this game. I mean, it's indoors. The Saints' home games this season average a total of right at the number at 57. So, yeah, a lot of points scored. This is the one I think a lot of people will go to, and we'll talk about the other game in a little bit. But obviously, this game being indoors, I think, uh, is a huge factor. And I said earlier, right off the top of the show, these two teams combining for 80 points. Uh, you know, Goff is my least favorite quarterback. Uh, okay. Uh, of the four this week. Um, but I mean, that's not to say that he can't have a good game. These two teams, these two quarterbacks combined for seven touchdowns. I just feel like, and we'll get into the running backs, but I feel like this will be the game plan for the Rams. We saw it last week. You know, they ran over 58% of the time, 273 rushing yards. Unbelievable. But in the last three games, it's at least 40 rushing attempts. So I think that's going to be the game plan. You look at a team like Dallas and, you know, how they were able to have success against the Saints, and it was to run the football and try to keep them off the field. So I think that will be the game plan. That's kind of why I lean, you know, away from, away Goff, from Goff. But 
Yeah, I don't know if too many people are playing cash this this time of the year, but Goff is certainly one of those contrarian GPP plays on this small, small slate. He's definitely the cheapest quarterback over on DraftKings. Now, uh, the pricing is Fandle's pretty tight. Well. Yeah, yeah, and FanDuel as well. The, the pricing is pretty tight, but with Drew Brees – at 5,900, down to Goff at 5,400. The only real separator is Patrick Mahomes at $6,600. But we will get to him later. Mr. Joe H., Todd Gurley, C.J. Anderson, what are we doing with these two running backs? Man, it's tough, right? Just because we already got news that uh, he is or Gurley is going to be limited this week throughout practice. Probably not a huge surprise there, but it, it's it's tough just because we really uh, have kind of a sample now of them just kind of leaning on the hot hand. Uh, if CJ plays well, there's there's really no reason for them not to kind of scale Gurley back a little bit, especially if he's not completely right with that knee. Um, I I'm personally not scared to go back to Gurley, especially in okay. tournaments. If people are going to be scared to go back that direction, um, I mean, but it's a really tough spot against the Saints team, like uh, who has been tremendous against the run, obviously throughout the entire year. We probably still want to attack them through the air. Uh, so I think if Gurley gets anything done, it's probably going to be in the passing game. So then, at the wide receiver position, Joe, who is it? Is Robert Woods still your favorite guy, or are you taking? some salaries into account and maybe you want to try and save just a little bit so maybe you're looking at cooks how are you handling those those three guys and i'm going to include josh reynolds in that discussion yeah normally i'm pretty much a woods guy every week in this offense but i think that one thing that really stood out to me looking through the data is the revenge game (laughs) oh i i like cooks a lot though just because of uh how poor new new orleans has been at defending deep passing a 32nd in the league at at passes that are 15 yards or further through the air. So I actually really like Cooks. Um, both of them have really solid weighted opportunity ratings. So that's kind of a, a target share air yard stat that I like to use. So uh, Cooks is probably my guy if I had to pick one and we're taking into consideration price just because I do think you can get deep on New Orleans. Yeah, you know what's interesting is you bring up a good stat there, Joe, about the deep balls. And we saw that last week, right, with P.J. Williams yep. and and Jordan Matthews right off the hop of that touchdown. They kind of lost sight of him and the coverage. And, you know, P.J. Williams has just kind of been picked on all year long. And, you know, Woods played a lot of his, you know, his plays have been in the slot over 80% last week. You know, Cooper Cup played in this game earlier in the year and not going to hang around. So I think both of these wide receivers are probably, they're probably both going to get over, you know, 10 10 to 12 targets each, especially if they don't have success running the football. But Mike, I think, you know, with Sheldon Rankins out, I think that's going to be the early game plan for the Rams to try to attack and and run the football. The Eagles got away from that when he got out of the game last week and, you know, they didn't have that same kind of success. But with these two backs, I mean, they'd be silly not to continue to try to see what they have left in C.G. Anderson because this guy has just looked so good. At the tight end position, it's Travis Kelsey and then the rest of the guys. Yeah. Uh, including, you know, kind of a, a darling of this show, Mr. Gerald Everett. But Gerald Everett is is he's rocking the deuce goose eggs on us the past two times we've actually seen him. Is there any chance, Chris, that you, if you're punting, are you still going back to Everett, or are you going to punt a different direction? No, I would I would probably punt to Everett if I was. I mean, Calvin, it's going to be really hard for me to get away from Travis Kelsey, but and you know for Gronk forty one hundred dollars, and then he's got the name. I'm not value, paying but for Gronk. <laughs> you, you're, he's basically you're you're paying for a left tackle, right? Yeah, <laughs> this is running the football there, and then he's not really involved. So, and we don't know um, you know if Barry's going to play in this game or not. He's practiced a limited role, and we know how he's had success against Gronk. So, Everett would be 
would be the guy, maybe Watson, but I mean, it's it's really it's really slim. You just you're re- definitely really punting the position because it was Higby last week who had the four targets and the couple catches, and you're playing a big big guessing game with that. So it was a pretty nice game for Drew Brees against Philadelphia. He came away with over 300 passing yards, two touchdowns. So not bad, especially considering what else happened uh, that particular weekend. Joe, do you like Drew at home? You like paying up a little bit for him over Jared Goff? Yeah, um, I'm kind of with. I, I don't know if we can go to either of these quarterbacks with it with too much confidence. I, I think that okay. Breeze, if I had to pick one, would be would be probably the guy that I like. Just, I mean, the the fact that the game is indoors, I definitely think matters a lot. Uh, the playoff games in the dome over the last uh, kind of little while have averaged almost an entire uh, touchdown more in games played outdoors in the playoffs. That's since 2007. So that's a that's a pretty decent sized sample of just attacking some of these playoff games indoors can actually make a pretty big difference in the overall scoring. And and not all of those are in the Superdome, of course, as well. So I, I can see the argument for Breeze for sure. I, I think that I, I prefer kind of going uh, all the way up to Mahomes, who I'm sure we'll talk about. Okay. And then Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, what's how are you looking at that situation? Yeah, Kamara has his lowest DraftKings price since November of last season. So I really like the price tag with him for sure. Uh, played him a bunch last week uh, in a pretty decent matchup. This is a much tougher matchup for running backs in the passing game. However, uh, the Rams are fourth best at running back uh, DVOA out of the passing game. So I do think that Kamara is a really interesting price point at 6,500. Someone that's definitely going to be involved. He just... I mean, his volume has been a little bit less secure with Mark Ingram, of course, um, but I still think that his usage in the passing game, even in a tough matchup, is something we could probably go to because of that price discount. Chris Meany, how are you handling anyone not named Michael Thomas? So first, <laughs> is, is is Michael Thomas uh, locked in for you? Like, are you yeah. building any lineups that do not contain Michael Thomas? No, not many. Like, okay. maybe one or two. I, it's just so hard. I don't even care about the ownership percentage. I really don't. I, you know, with two games here, he's he's going to be highly owned. But what we saw last week was certainly the Eagles secondary, but he had a monster game against his team earlier in the season. I know there was no Tlaib. It was Peters, and Sean Payton was pretty vocal about how they could attack. They thought that that was a matchup they could exploit, and it was. 15 targets, 12 catches, over 200 yards for him in that contest. So it's just so... It, he's Breeze is going to go to him all day. What I mentioned last week is some of these wide receivers with the Saints, and you know they brought in Des Bryant, they tried that out, Brandon Marshall, no, no go. And you know some of these other wide receivers have just had a hard time with separation. We've seen that with, with, Ted, with Ted Ginn off the hop last week. It was a little bit of underthrown ball from Breeze, but... You know, it's just Thomas all day when when it's a third down play, when they need that play, and it's a big play. Anything, it's it's Michael Thomas. But I do have some interest still in Ted Ginn Jr. and the fact that he ran 31 routes last week. He had 18 percent of the target share. Uh, I mentioned that underthrown ball could have went better for him. You know, he was still looked at inside the red zone. He had a target as well. So I will have some exposure to uh, Ted Ginn, but it's really hard to get away from Thomas, even at 82,000. Do you guys have 400 it- rather? Sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> should be 82,000. <laughs> and at the tight end position, I don't think you can uh, try to pivot to Ben Watson. I mean, we saw a, a huge snap discrepancy. Mm. Josh Hill was getting the snaps. It was not Watson. I mean, Watson's a better pure pass catcher than Hill, but they're just they're just not using him. So I, I can't recommend going with him unless you're hoping for the one-for-one one touchdown. 
But speaking of one catch, one touchdown, is there any player on either side of this ball? And we'll start with you, Joe. Just any player where you're like it's a minimum salary guy, and you think, yeah, that's that's worth it, so I can jam a few more studs into my lineup. Yeah, the the value on this slate is like really tough. I, I think that if you really wanted to go uh, super contrarian, I, I could see maybe taking a shot on Traquan Smith if he ends up running some of those same routes as Ted Ginn. I, I I'm with Chris. I, I think Ginn is, is still the guy that I want for sure. But I'm trying to think of like who who could personally kind of run those same type of routes downfield. Um, and and I think it probably is Traquan. He's got a decent amount of upside at 3,600. Um, I could see maybe going back to Keith Kirkwood. I mean, he definitely has a red zone role at 3,200. Those would be the two guys in this game that I think we could potentially go after, but definitely uh, grabbing a zero for them is pretty uh, pretty close in the range of outcomes that could happen for sure. Sure. Meany, you got anyone else besides those two guys? Uh, you know, obviously, you can, on the other side, you, Reynolds is in that same sort of tier, a little bit more expensive for him. And, you know, much like Robert Woods, you know, that's what the thing with Woods is. It seems like I know it's small, but it seems like every game he gets one or two rushing attempts. And sometimes they mix in a little Reynolds as well with some sweeps. And I know it's just a small thing to look at. But, you know, we're talking about some low tier guys here and the possibilities of zero. So I'm with Joe. I like Kirkwood or uh, Smith, rather. You know, I thought the Kirkwood play last week you know he had two targets and, and the catch that was just more on you know in the red zone they went for on a fourth and goal and took advantage of Hawkins so that was just a you know a mismatch when Rashville Douglas uh, came out of that game for the Eagles so for me it's it's I think there's probably Reynolds out of the three okay. I, I'm interested in the most before we move on to the next game I want to thank today's sponsor Pristine Auction Pristine Auction the best sports memorabilia collectible website in known humanity and known History, this is where I'm going every single day because there's hundreds of new things going up every single day. Fantastic deals always available. It's an auction system, people. Sometimes there's an auction and you sweep in at the last second and you get yourself a fantastic deal. I have tons and tons of merchandise from Pristine Auction at my home studio. The Footballers HQ. This place is littered with it. The signatures are always certified by the best in the business. JSA, the top of the tops. Check out Pristine Auction. That's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. You use that uh, or you make a completely free account. And when you do, you let them know that the Fantasy Footballers DFS show sent you. Patriots, Chiefs. The Chiefs are three-point favorites at home. We got a 55-point over under. The Patriots were not dead last week in fact they came out and they had that game wrapped up about halfway through the second quarter the unfortunately for all of us the Los Angeles Chargers did not show up I guess not unfortunately with the, the New England Patriots still put up a huge amount of fantasy points including Sony Michelle going for that trifecta could have had another one because Burkhead we got a Rex Burkhead siding he took one on the ground James White did his normal thing so Let's start at the top, Joe. Let's start with Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. How are you looking at those two quarterbacks? I like Mahomes a lot. Um, I mean, for a lot of the same reasons we liked him last week. But there's one thing that really stands out to me this week in particular. There, there's one defense that just doesn't pressure very well that's left, and it's the Patriots. So I think that Mahomes, a, pl- a player that this year, when he wasn't under pressure, when he did have time in the pocket, was one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league, if not the best. So I think that going up to him at 6,600, 
uh, kind of exposes you to a decent amount of upside, obviously, but he is one of the only quarterbacks, obviously, that has a decent rushing floor as well. So something I'm prioritizing, uh, home favorite, it is a pretty tight spread. So if this game does end up shooting out, Mahomes gives you a lot of upside there. Uh, it gives you access to some of his more expensive options if you can't quite get up there. If you want to play someone like Michael Thomas, it's going to be a lot tougher to play Tyreek and Kelsey as well as some of these other running backs. So I think Mahomes is a good way to kind of capture some of that upside. All right, Meany, Sony Michelle. We saw him coming off of performances with 13 carries, 18 and 14, and then he absolutely exploded, 24 carries. Certainly the fact that the Patriots were uh, destroying in this game, that helped out. I mean, it was the victory equaled rushing attempts, but they were going to him early. They went to him on the goal line. They went to him on the goal line again. Uh, how are you feeling about the running backs? Is it is it automatically James White, the playoff superstar, or are you actually considering putting in Sony Michelle over James White? Yeah, I mean, you can make a case for for both. Obviously, I mean, last week they were both phenomenal. I think they combined for thirty points in the first two drives of the game, right? I mean, White ends up with twenty four draftings points, and Sony Michelle, who we talked about last week, maybe we we said exactly he needed to find the end zone to get to a hundred yards, and he he definitely did oh, that. Ends it. up with oh, we found it all right, thirty six points. Listen, I think when you're looking at these two teams, you look at the Chiefs and you see big playability. Those boosts, those just you, you talk about boom or bust all the time in, in fantasy and DFS, and that's the Chiefs, right? They don't run a lot of plays, but they can score at will. And you look at New England, you know, 67.1 plays per game this season, the second most in the league. When these two teams played each other in week six, they ran 75 plays. They scored 43 points. The Chiefs ran 53 plays and had 40 points. So I just think that there's a little bit of safety with these backs in New England. There's It's a volume play. You mentioned the carries and the workload that Michelle has gotten. And also, James White is obviously involved in the passing game. And 17 freaking targets. Like 17, exactly. Do they watch like, film? Does anyone watch film on James White in the playoffs? <laughs> right. And, and, and you look at Brady, and I don't know about you guys, but I'm not confident in his ability to throw the ball downfield. Like no. He made some nice pinpoint passes last week. I'll give him props to a couple on Edelman and Dorsett. But Gordon played in that game in week six. He's not around. Chris Hogan hasn't been a factor. Even the balls that he's thrown deep have not looked good. And I just feel like it's it's interior offense whether it's sweet passes, short passes, swing passes, whatever it is, that's the game plan for New England. Run the football, rely on Edelman, rely on White. Burkhead can catch, Michelle can catch. So, yeah, I have a lot of interest in, in both of these backs. And, you know, it's it's crazy to think about, but you could put lineups together where you have Michelle and you have White and still have success. Like That's going to be their game plan, I think, to run the football. Sure. Joe, the wide receiver position for the Patriots – Similar to the question about Michael Thomas, is there a way to get away from Julian Edelman? He's just so safe. And on a, on a slate like this where there is a lot of value in actually knowing exactly where the targets are going to go in this game specifically. So if you have a, a guy like Julian Edelman, he, like you mentioned, his role is extremely safe. Like The one thing that is nice about the Patriots is there's a lot of specialists, right? So Sony Michelle and White, they don't necessarily negatively correlate a ton because they have two completely different roles. And I think you can even throw Edelman into that mix because I think that he's a guy, he's going to get his no matter what, Brady, like like you mentioned as well, Chris, he's he's not going to be throwing downfield a ton. Like we're probably going to get some freezing temperatures in this game. Um, I definitely think that they could lean on the run a little bit. So that, that's uh, definitely kind of something that could go um, in the favor of going away from Edelman. But yeah, I think he's fine. He's super safe at 6,600. And, and am I alone that I want no part of Gronk? Joe, Is there? do you have a special place in your heart 
that you want to get him in a lineup or two? No, I got my Gronk uh, week out of the way in week one. Haven't even thought about really playing him <laughs> since then. So it's actually the Amazing. best thing that could have happened to me because I, I always have like these weird kind of uh, biases towards Gronk in some ways, and I fall into the trap at least a couple times of the year. This year, I got it out of the way in week one. Never had to think about it again. So, yeah, I'm done with Gronk. I've been done with Gronk since week one. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Chiefs side of the ball. You don't want to talk about Philip Dorsett, Mike? You don't care about well, Oh, Dorsett? I would love to talk about Philip Dorsett. I was going to save him for the end, but... You, oh, you so had he's to in go the lineup. And... Okay, okay. Well, let's save him. Oh, let's no, no. no I was saying, saying save him. He doesn't him want for to the, give us the goods. The yeah, end of this discussion. Give... He's holding Fine. out on CJ Anderson again. Fine. Yeah. Let's talk Philip Dorsett, Chris Meany. Well, obviously, I mean, you got him in your lineup, so you're feeling him as well. No, listen, it's just, again, with Gordon, right? The past couple of weeks, he's been involved in the offense for four catches, five targets, a touchdown. And that was last week, week 17, five targets, five catches, a touchdown. You go, you know, there's a bunch of games in between, right? That are just, where, where did he go? But early on in the season, he was a factor as well. Brady went his way a ton, like opening week, seven targets, seven catches, a touchdown, 66 yards. The following week, he had seven targets. So for three of his first four games with Brady this season, he's had seven targets. So if this game does, like, I feel like Kansas City's going to be able to put up some points pretty easily this weekend. And maybe, you know, Brady will be forced to throw the ball a little bit more. I lean the backs, the routes of Michelle and and uh, White, but you know Philip Dorsett is interesting when you're talking about lower tier wide receivers. We mentioned Kirkwood last. Like I'd I'd much rather Dorsett than Kirk- Kirkwood. All right. Well, I mean, you want to keep talking about these guys, so Chris Meany. <laughs> That's it. Like Corderell Patterson. Let's <laughs> it, let's man. talk about him. Yeah. No? Nah, eight routes <laughs> run last week. That's it. No dice. And even Hogan, like Hogan had 46 routes run, the same as Edelman. It's just, I just don't see that connection there with him and Brady this year. Like We've in, seen that like all past. year. I held on with white knuckles to Chris Hogan's routes to his snap percentage right. through five weeks to begin the season. It just kept taking loss after loss. Yeah. And I hate to break your heart, Chris Meany. Philip Dorsett is not in my lineup. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm right. so sorry. But let's talk about someone who could be in your lineup. That's a professional transition for you. Damian Williams. Joe, how do you not get Damian Williams in the majority of your lineups? Is there a way? Yeah, we, we mentioned it kind of uh, last week, too, that we were kind of hoping that Spencer Ware would play just to lower Damian Williams' ownership because uh, by the end of the week, I mean, it was pretty clearly uh, one of the, the biggest locks on the entire slate. Like 6400 again, he's still at a price point that he's a, a dual usage back. Like he's game script independent. Like I, I would be shocked if he didn't touch the ball another 22, 24 times again this week. Like we're getting the Kareem Hunt roll for, for 6400 I think that in the spot, like New England has been susceptible to to backs out of the backfield as well. Uh, if there's going to be points scored in this game, I could definitely see it skewing towards Kansas City. Like I, I love the idea of playing like Mahomes and Damian together because if he throws them a touchdown, great. But if not, hopefully you're at least giving yourself access to all the touchdowns. So I, I love the idea of going back to Williams again this week. That's the key. What Joe just said was the game script, right? It doesn't matter at all. Like, yeah. and in the fact that we're looking at all these other teams and there's multiple backs, we're talking about two in LA. We're talking about two with the Saints. We're talking about two in New England. We're talking about Damian Williams and that's it. We're talking about him getting the work in the passing game. And when they get down there in the red zone, he's getting that work as well. So yeah, he's an, he's another strong play and hunt in his two games against New England, 431 yards from scrimmage. 37 touches and four touchdowns. And I always think about Belichick and I think way back in the day when, you know, he was part of the the Giants and they played the Bills and, you know, you all heard the stories about Thurman Thomas, like, let's just let him run all over and not take those deep shots. And I'm sure Belichick is thinking about no deep shots and it's going to be hard, but let's try to limit Hill and Kelsey and Williams can have what he wants all day. And 
know, he may just get whatever he wants. Yeah, and they did not limit Tyreek Hill, who in, no, he in week six, know. 12 targets, <laughs> seven for 142 and three touchdowns. Uh, Chris Meany, do you, for Tyreek Hill, is it more of the same? Are you, are you daring? Are you daring to fade Tyreek Hill? Yeah, it's really tough, too. And I have a couple lineups where I've spent down here on these backs and, you know, Hill and Michael Thomas are are inserted. You know, it's further than that, Mike. Almost 300 yards and four touchdowns in the last two games. He's lit up this team two straight times back-to-back years. So, yeah, it's just silly to get away. I I just love all the Chiefs. I really do. I I, I like a lot of them. And Mahomes... Hill is a great stack. Kelsey in there. It's an expensive one, but one you can get away. If you're not going to play any Williams, you got to have Tyree Kill in there. And not to say that you can't have both and have a successful lineup. Uh, Joe, do you feel the, the same way about Tyreek? Yeah, I mean, I, I like Tyreek a lot. I think that I'll probably end up having my access to him through Mahomes. Like, yeah, I mean, you guys haven't even mentioned Sammy Watkins. Like, he, yeah, he's he was, the guy. He's next like, on the list. Yeah, let me is. let me host the show, fellas. <laughs> yeah, you're I killing had, me. Fine. I had Let's to talk let you to have you. another uh, lot of pro transition there. <laughs> I had I had to make sure that I got my Watkins in here, though. Like, yes. so, his first full game back since injuring his foot, obviously, like ninety three percent of the snaps, nineteen point five percent of the target share. He's three k cheaper than Tyreek Hill. That, there's the transition, or I'll tie it in at least. Uh, so he's so much, he's 3K cheaper than Tyreek Hill. I mean, he's a lot cheaper than, than Kelsey as well, 1800 less on DraftKings. Like, I, I think that that Watkins is the guy that I'll end up having in a ton of lineups just because you get the cheapest access to the Chiefs offense. Yeah, I'm with you with Sammy Watkins. I was, I was very surprised, pleasantly, pleasantly surprised to see him. I, I mean, I, me too. Uh, not yeah. from the point of the complete lack of exposure to him yeah. the past week, but it was great to see him back. And if you go back and just remember what Sammy Watkins actually did, he showed up more than a handful of times throughout the season. He just has been gone for so long with that foot injury, and that's kind of been his bugaboo is, is a foot injury, knocking him out. Travis Kelsey, actually, before we move on to Travis Kelsey, Chris Conley, anybody? Anybody, Chris Meany, you like talking about crickets, these? Crickets, crickets, crickets. We yeah. He's got the double goose egg as well the past couple of weeks. All right, we're moving on from Chris Conley. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, uh, aside, the, the only real decision is do you have the money to pay up for Travis Kelsey? Are you – let's talk – it's Kelsey or who? Chris Meany. Yeah, that's if, the thing, right? If it's not Travis Kelsey, who is it? Is it Everett? Yeah. And how yeah, about I mean, you, Joe? If it's not Travis Kelsey, who are you? Who do you gravitate towards? You're basically saying, can you afford him? I'm not sure if you can afford not to play him. Like, oh, the there's, nice. just, there's just so much opportunity cost there by not having Kelsey that, like, I would just prefer to pay down elsewhere and just make sure that I have uh, that slot just taken care of. You can feel pretty good about the result either way. All right. Before we get into our lineups, fellas, is there anybody, any rando that somehow we have not talked about that? You might be somewhat interested in just one tournament lineup at all, Chris. Nah, not really. Right. You know, I got my door set out there, and uh, yeah. it's about as nuts <laughs> as I'm going to get. All right, well then, <laughs> all right, let's go to our lineups. DFS Battle Royale. All right, Chris, I'm going to let you kick it off. All right, so this is so scary. I'm going to risk most of the passing attack in Kansas City here, but I got a breeze at the quarterback position. I'm going to go with the two running backs and Michelle and Williams. I got Woods, Thomas, and Dorsett, and Kelsey. 
and then I got Ginn in at flex, and then you, you know, I have the money to have do whatever I want at defense. But uh, I'm just going to go with the Chiefs. The fact that they've been pretty consistent at home now for for a long time. You go back to almost three seasons where they haven't allowed 30 points at home. So I'm just going to go with that defense and that noise and a little bit of coldness. And maybe Brady has to check. Maybe we'll get a couple picks. Yeah, the, the interesting thing for the Chiefs is, I mean, the, the plan, the the. The story is right there, in, in my opinion. Of Tom Brady, if Tom Brady gets hit, Tom Brady is rattled, and if he has to take those deep shots, he's going to get hit by the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Chiefs are going to score. So I'm with you of the Chiefs being a good defense. Joe, who you got? I'm actually fading every New England Patriot on the slate, Ooh, and, I, and I do not have Michael Thomas. So, oh um, man! So I'm going full kind of Chiefs onslaught here. So Mahomes, All right. Kelsey, Watkins, Damian, and then going to bring it back in the other game with all the running backs, Todd Gurley, Alvin Kamara. Uh, I do have Damian, obviously, of course, from KC. Um, But I really like at the wide receiver position going with some of these guys that really could break the slate wide open, guys like Ted Ginn, Brandon Cooks, uh, and then Sammy Watkins. So I'm going kind of mid-range at wide receiver. I think that Cooks gets over the top on New Orleans, and then I'll round it out with uh, the Rams defense, hopefully get some pass attempts. Um, out of Drew Brees in New Orleans and just break a big play there. All right, I got Drew Brees, Michael Thomas. I've got that stack at my running backs. I got James White, and I got Mark Ingram in there. I'm just going a little bit contrarian. He's not uh, – look, the, the probability is far greater for Kamara, but this is he's at 4600 bucks. He could end up with two rushing touchdowns. It's just one of those things that is in the realm of possibility. Sammy Watkins and Julian Edelman round out my wide receiver core. I chose to pay up for Travis Kelsey, so he's there. Robert Woods in the flex, and the, I talked about him. I like that Chiefs defense. So there it is, ladies and gentlemen, the final show for the 2018 DFS season for the fantasy footballers. I am your host, Mike the Fantasy Hitman Wright. Chris Meany, where do people find you on Twitter? At Chris Meany, we keep it simple here. Joe Holka, where do people find you on Twitter? At Joe Holka. How do you guys get your names? This is freaking ridiculous. I'm at FF Hitman. We love you. We'll see you next year. We hope you crush it. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.